Hey guys, just wanted to share a message from our sponsor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free, which you can use right from your phone or computer. The creation tool allows you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can easily make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. A great way to get set experience and possibly your SAG card is by becoming a background actor. We're going to talk about it today. Acting Class Weekly with legendary character actor Sean Whelan. Lessons, tips, and insight into the craft and business of acting from a man who's been directed by the likes of Spielberg, Eastwood, Tim Burton, Ang Lee, Michael Bay, Wes Craven, Tom Hanks, and many more of Hollywood's A-List. He is 30 years an actor and your professor, Sean Whelan. So, Roxy, the close today for our YouTube people... (laughs) I went with the special. I got this in France, and it's been a very controversial jacket. <laughs> when and how to when and reasoning to wear it. Today I was going to go more muted because to fade into the background. But we also had a special guest, so I went with a more muted shirt and the special guest jacket. Mm. Background guest. I feel like that is respectful of our guest, but it also is not quite background. No, it's horrible for background. You would you're if, right if, front if, and center. If, right if now. I was yeah. right, yeah, exactly. Like if I got the background actor part as like you know, I'm background. N- yes, normal guy in the office, and I showed up like this. I would probably be sent home. He could yeah. probably be background right yeah, now. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, you could be. You know, you t- just two to people on the up, elevator, so. and if I was on the elevator, I would be. Sent I know up. what you're doing. I'm. I'm trying. To, you I know, know what you're doing. No. I I know you're you got my number mm-hmm. we are going to talk about background acting why it's such a good thing guys if you've listened to my podcast about moving to LA things you can do to get things going I mentioned this we're going to go in depth and today we have a special guest from central casting which is the place to get into background work Adam Hockfeld is here today with us and thank you for being here and as always Miss Phenomenal Roxy Stryer that's me that is you and then uh, in the booth a six month background actor our producer Mr. Fontabulous Jeff Graham yes Yes, uh, I'm very excited about the show I uh, am often sometimes more qualified to speak on certain topics than others but I feel pretty confident about my knowledge of background acting so feel free to throw to me so guys the reason you know this about me the reason um, I have guests to help me sometimes is I don't have experience I never actually ever did background work. Still to this day? Still to this day. I never did. I was very blessed. I got a commercial, got my SAG card, and did acting work. So I never did it, but uh, it's very well mentioned in Jenna Fisher's book, which I've mentioned a few times on this show. She does talk about how she did it. She has a hilarious story about the Jurassic Park ride. And they were like, wow, this is really great. They wrote it twice, and they were like, this is really fun. And then they wrote it for 12 (laughs) hours, just around and around and around and around. Not as fun after the 20th. Not as fun. She's a central casting alum. She's She's still in our database. Yeah. That's fun. Yep, and she got her, that was her first voucher, I think, or one of the first vouchers. So that is another thing we're going to talk about is vouchers. But before we get into any of that stuff, as always, we're going to talk about my week, Sean's week. One, two, three. Sean's week. I kind of uh, went middle. It was weird, it and was Jeff weird, didn't join. And Jeff didn't join. I don't feel you went low enough. I didn't go high enough. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was to not a good one. Guest it, too I know. Much. It was too much. <gasps> it's the jacket. Sean. It's the con- conflicting shirt and jacket. But we've already decided we don't get a second shot. Anymore. No, we don't. Right. We don't. Right. We don't. I'm sorry one, that that shouldn't have been in the background. It's the opposite of one take wonders. Yeah, I don't us. know us. <laughs> so uh, my week. So I just if you guys tune in every week, you know that I wasn't here last week. I was taking my daughter to Worcester, Massachusetts, to attend Clark University last week, and it was a fantastic experience. I'm so proud of her and happy that she's there. Of course, I'm going to miss her, but the only takeaway that I would say from that is, you know. 
She always said from eighth grade, ninth grade, I want to go to college back east. She put it in her brain. She put a goal in her mind. And now she's walking around Worcester, Massachusetts, near Boston and achieving goals. So I really appreciate that. And how did you get all of those amazing recommendations from all those amazing from places? this phenomenal woman, Miss Phenomenal. Yeah. There she did. She hooked us up with an amazing walking tour. Uh, when I, the Friday before I left for Worcester, I had one of my best auditions probably of my life. A lot of people were in there. These guys were in there. There was three scenes. They were pretty heavy, but they were in there for like 20 minutes each. And 25 minutes because they kept working with them trying to get Who was them, in there? Uh, the other actors oh. would go in one at a time and they'd be in there for like 20, 25 minutes. I went in there last. I felt really good about my choices. Um, these casting directors were amazing. I'm not going to talk about like, it was one of these projects that you can't talk about a lot, but they were so welcoming and they actually I talked to them after the show. They want to come on our show because they were wow. so impressed and believe me, they're big casting directors um, and I was done in seven minutes because they said we don't have to do anything You each scene you did you nailed it it was so nice we appreciate what you did and it was great we talked afterward and he's like you were really really good and she goes but you're also smart enough to know that if you're not the type because there was so many physical types in the room right he goes you know but that doesn't mean you didn't impress us today so that was really that was a really nice thing that's uh, great Sean update on crust we did the 30 pages I did mention that before now we started anybody who's a first time listener that is Sean's script oh that's my script yeah my horror comedy I sent it around. It's gotten some really good feedback, including Miss Phenomenal. Yeah, it's really good, who Sean. Who read the – we went from 90 pages to 30. Wow. Because we're doing it now as part of a three-part anthology. And so cut it down to 30. We got some really good feedback from the producers, the, a woman who's going to play one of the roles, and you – uh, who hopefully will be playing one of the roles. And we will be having a table read based on your schedule next Tuesday at 7.30. Mm, based on my, based on everybody's schedule. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying you you had that window, so I wanted to just, since that was a good day is and time. Is that what it is? Oh, my God. You pegged it, and then you then you ask everyone else, go, does that fit? And then they go, yeah, and then they go, great. So I was, yeah, I thought of you first. Um, Thanks, Sean. And then... Uh, we got some other good news that I talked to our special effects guy. We had some money in a pot that I had raised through a GoFundMe before, and he we told him our budget for the crust monster, the puppet, and he said, absolutely, I can do it for that, no problem. So all things are going, and by the middle That's of amazing. September, crust, the puppet, will probably be alive because my producers want me to start doing some promo stuff with the puppet. Wow. So it's very exciting. Do you exciting. think the puppet will make an appearance on this show? Uh, possibly. Damn. Could be. Really exciting. So things are going things are going really well with with that. Yeah, so I'm very, very happy about it. So before um, we get into it, Adam, we are going to just talk to our AfterBuzz listeners and tell them why interacting with us is crucial. We have the best listeners on the planet, and that means you guys, and we really appreciate you being here. And all of the time, there's my music. There we're hearing is. from you. What can you guys do for us? Because we're bringing you all this content for free. Yes, after shows, but also these specialty shows like Acting Class Weekly with Sean Whalen. Uh, maybe I'm a little biased, but it's one of my favorite shows. <laughs> and we're doing all of that, but here's what you guys could do for us back. Rate, comment, subscribe. So why do those things matter? Because they actually help us get more eyes and ears on us. When you rate and you subscribe, it pushes us up. Again, math, not necessarily Sean and my thing. You Never. know, that's why we're Never. actors. But apparently, as the YouTube people tell us and the iTunes people of the world, that helps more people find our show. So the more people we can find, the bigger community we get, the better this show can be and the longer run we can have. So that's really important. Also, comments are equally as important because that's how we base what we're going to talk about on this show. Yes. If you guys ask questions, we try to gear our shows towards that. We've actually gotten a lot of questions about extra work and background work, so that's why today's episode cool. is in that area. But I did want to go to YouTube because I usually shout out a lot of these iTunes comments, and I've been finding some 
YouTube ones that have been pretty fun on previous episodes of ours. Okay. So shout out to the Daria episode we did with yes. one of your students, Daria Baronetto, who's yes. also a WWE superstar. Yes. And somebody commented on that, Casey Marie, saying this interview was outstanding in terms of her getting her personal, in terms of getting her personal perspective of how she wanted to develop her character and expand her opportunities. Loved it from start to finish. So thank you to Casey for that one. Uh, we have a request for, I think, a, a Sean's Stories from the Set segment. Mike Kling said, I would love to hear stories about Waterworld, Sean. Ooh. Okay, so okay. maybe we can uh, get that one. And he also said, really enjoyed this show. Weekly highlight for me. So appreciate awesome. some of those comments. As always, I'll read a couple more next week. So make sure you guys are writing your comments. iTunes, YouTube, wherever you are. Leave us that five stars, that thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. So diving right in to background work. Now, why are we getting rid of extra? Why do we get rid of that the term? It's kind of a demeaning term, saying okay. they're extra. It, means, it, it kind of means they don't have any meaning there. Okay. They are background actors. And more that and more is nowadays. actually true. And, and, and Adam and I were actually talking about this before we came in here, that it is an opportunity to use everything that we've talked about on this show about acting. You're living truthfully under imaginary circumstance. Now, maybe your truth is that you're busy uh, at work and you have to walk across down the hall and into an office to hand a file to somebody. But you still have to do it naturally and you have realistically. To do it with a yeah, exactly. So it is background acting, and I actually agree with that. It is really nice. Now, usually I talk about how I met the special guests because they're usually someone I know. Adam and I just met out here, but I reached out to Central Casting. And um, who is your boss again? Uh, uh, Jennifer Bender. Jennifer Bender, who actually yeah. has worked with Kevin Undergaro before. And she uh, got us together. So we just met out there. So. We don't personally have a history, but obviously you have a history of background work. And so how did you get to this place where you are at Central Casting? Yeah, I mean, I've seen both sides of the spectrum here. I, okay. I was one of those people that moved to California, moved to Los Angeles with these starry-eyed dreams back okay. in 2001. I wanted to be an actor. Right. And couldn't find a job waiting tables at restaurants. Wow. So I, somebody told me about Central Casting, that you just had to walk in there, register, Right. And you can make your own schedule doing background work, working on these movie sets, okay, on the TV sets. And so I did it, and I spent five years as a background actor. Wow. And finally, Common Sense came through and told me I'm not an actor. <laughs> so that's when I made the jump and started over at Central Casting as an assistant. Okay. And 13 years later, yeah, made my ways through the ranks of casting there, and now I... I oversee our Los Angeles, Louisiana, and Georgia offices. Wow, and those are vibrant offices. Yeah, it's a little bit busy. Those are the those are the ones. It's a great time to be in the industry. So, are, are you still working as a background? No, those days no, are long. Those days are long gone. <laughs> Too busy. Yeah. So, for for people who just don't know, break us down. What is background acting? Uh, you know, it can be any number of things. It can encompass background acting, standing in, photo doubling for an actor. Okay. Um. But basically, any scene you see, okay. those aren't real-life sets. Okay. So when you have a restaurant, and there's all those restaurant patrons there looking like they're any-day restaurant, those are all paid background actors Okay, that have to help sell the scene. And all that wait staff, they're not real. Right. They are people playing the parts. So even though they're not right. speaking, they're playing all these different parts. To fill in the atmosphere yeah. of the whatever location we're in. Yeah, you can't have a painting with just the foreground. You need all that yeah. background to complete the painting. Right, exactly. So um, you said two other ones. What is a stand-in? So a stand-in is somebody that is generally a, a fairly good match, not an exact match of an actor or actress. And they're there for lighting purposes. When all those setups of shots, when the actors, they can go off, go into makeup, go rehearse their lines. A stand-in's going to be there to help the camera department and the lighting department get everything figured out. Okay. So that when that's all ready, the actors can step right in okay. and they can start filming the scene. And what was your third one? You and then stand? photo doubles. Photo doubles. Photo doubles that? can be any number of things. Sometimes it's a scheduling thing where they need to complete a shot and they just okay. have to look over the shoulder of what was the actor. Right. So we just need to match that actor. Okay. Make it feel like it is that person. Okay. So walk me through what does a background artist do on an average day? Well, there is no average day okay. because you get to play something different every day. Okay. Um, that's fun. I mean, that's that's the great thing. One day you can be a cop. 
One day you're just a pedestrian, the next day you're a murder victim. Okay. So you get to be any number of things all the time. Okay. You get to live a life of make-believe. And so you, but on an average day, you get to a set. You get to a set. You're going to go in there. You're going to meet with the costume department and just figure out what you're wearing. Okay. And then it's a little bit of sitting and waiting. There's a lot of sitting and waiting. That's that's for (laughs) actors too, guys. You have to be patient to be in this business. You have to be patient to be in this business. Absolutely. But you're going to be on set and you're going to be filming all the scenes that they're doing that day. Okay. You need to be prepared to work sometimes 12, 14 hours. Okay. Um, And you just can be Every little thing. Okay. And are you typically getting paid per by the hour or you get a guaranteed rate? So the guaranteed rates are all based around an eight-hour day. So even if you end up working a two-hour day, you get paid for eight hours. But if you work a fourteen-hour day, you work a fourteen-hour day, you're making all that overtime with it. That's fantastic. And anything after eight hours, you're saying, would be overtime. Yeah, with with the union contracts, it's it's time and a half for through the tenth hour, and then after that, double time, and then. What every actor hopes for is if you're going to have a long day, yeah, make it to that golden time golden of 16 time. hours, and then 16 every hours. fraction of an hour is a day's pay. Yeah. So you can make a lot of money in one day. You can. And, and so now we're going to discuss why we believe it is beneficial to actors. I talked about this on the show. I said that it's really good to figure out how a set works if you observe and don't get in anyone's way, but be mindful of everyone in their business and what they have to take care of, but you can really observe how the camera department works, how the sound department works, how what it looks like, especially if you're watching this show or listening to the show because you want to be an actor. Look at how they go there. How much rehearsal time do they really get? I remember seeing a really good show with John Hamm it was uh, what's the actor studio? Uh, that's it's the actor, uh, the what's actor's what? studio inside show. Inside the actor studio. Yeah, inside yeah. the actor studio. Sorry, and he was on there, and this you know young actor said, "Hey, talk to us about rehearsal uh, and how much you get and how important it is to the show." And he goes, "What rehearsal?" <laughs> he goes, "This is a moving train, and we are doing most of our preparation, most of our work, you know, in our trailers by ourselves with the other actors somewhere." Because the show itself can't really slow down and has that time. It's not a movie set. It was a TV show. So you would learn that and say, wow, they really don't have a lot of rehearsal time. Maybe if you're on a feature and it's more of an independent, artsy one, you'll see that they do have a little more. You're going to learn a whole lot just by trying these different things. The other thing that Adam mentioned is do different genres as much as you can. Do a three-camera sitcom show. Do a a single-camera comedy. Do a feature. Do a drama. Do a, you know, a political show. Do as many kind of things as you can do so they don't throw you when you get there. You're going to be a little... It's literally, you're getting paid to get on-set experience. It's a master class. You're getting paid for a master class that no other class can teach you. And is there any benefits do you think I missed, Adam? Is there anything for actors that you feel? You really get to observe the full realm of what a large production is. Right. You realize all of a sudden, wow, it's it's not a student film where it's this everybody wearing multiple hats. This is hundreds of people with the ultimate teamwork putting this thing together yeah and then sean just to chime in on what you were saying because you yes we are acting class weekly but i think we have a lot of aspiring artists just in general right directors yeah an extra is really valuable for directors i think on set as well and and writers writers to see how a lot of writers writers, yeah just to see who's chiming in when when who gets to say during what what's the difference between who's speaking up during the movie is the director talking on the tv set as much or who really the producer what are they doing there so figuring that out i hear from a lot of my writer and director friends how helpful extra work was for them. Well, you just mentioned that too, Adam. Both of you guys mentioned that. Talk about that a little bit. How right you're saying you know a lot of writers that Yeah, do I it. mean, there's a lot of people because with with anything on set, there's always going to be downtime with any role. Okay. Um whether you're a grip or a background actor or an actor, there's downtime. And, yeah, always. And you have to entertain yourself during that downtime. Okay. And so it's a perfect opportunity to work on other stuff. We encourage college students to do this a lot. Oh, that's a because good Because they idea. can sit there and do their homework all day while getting paid. Right. And it's so hard to find a job 
that you can get paid for while in college. Right, right. But so it, it's not a problem if you are on set as a background actor doing something else? No, I mean, as long as you're not on the physical set. But, mm-hmm. yeah, there's plenty of time where you're in a holding area yeah, I was and just, just gonna, waiting for your turn. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention. There, It's your green – we did our – episode where we were giving terms actors are in a green room or their trailer um uh background actors are in a holding area yeah and there's a lot of time that you're waiting for other shots to be set up and stuff so as long as you're not being required to do something you mean you can't walk on the set with your laptop so but in the holding area you have plenty of time to do that That that's a great idea yeah i mean anytime you're doing something where you're not your face isn't buried in a phone or you don't have headphones on and you can't hear what's happening around you yes they're all for it that's great yeah a couple Uh, other quick benefits as if we're talking about benefits for actors or anyone sean um one of the things that i found most valuable when i was doing background acting was just learning the vocabulary of sets um right you know words like crafty supervising producer script continuity those aren't things I would have really understood until I was on a set and it's like when you go to a foreign country and just pick up the language yeah that's I think so valuable to be on a set to learn those kinds of skills yeah and I think too for aspiring actors you can learn what the actual day-to-day of being an actor looks like I mean the truth is I think a lot of people think that you know Reese Witherspoon shows up on Big Little Lies for two hours and goes home but you learn that no it means 20 takes in a row of pretending to dance in a room Right, And I think people who might think they were excited about acting can learn the actual physical day-to-day of how strenuous it can be. And arduous and sometimes monotonous. Well, that's an interesting thing you just said, Jeff, also, because I'm curious with your story where you were thinking you wanted to be an actor and then went in a different path. I'm assuming that being a background actor helped you decide that maybe that wasn't the life that you wanted. Yeah, I mean, fairly early on, I realized I didn't want to be an actor, but... I loved being in the business and being a background actor. You are immersed in oh, the business. Oh, you are in the business. Yeah. And so I had the opportunity to just observe every different role that goes into making a project. Right. And there's times where I'm thinking maybe I want to go into being an assistant director. Or I want to sure. get into producing. Um, and it's just, it, it's fascinating because I was able to objectively sit there and evaluate every position on a set and realize how do I, how can I stay in this business and find something I love and want to do? Right. I would right. There's no way to know about being an extras casting director unless you've been on sure. set. Yeah, right, right, right. And then you also mentioned that you came out here and you couldn't find a gig. And yeah. so you were, you were working at restaurants. When you started being a background act- actor, did you have to stop working at restaurants or were you doing both? The greatest thing about background work is you make your own schedule. Okay. Every, you're getting hired. You're basically hired and fired every day. Right. So you're hired one day at a time. Okay. And so you can tell them when you want to work and when you don't want to work. Right. So if you're only available Tuesdays and Thursdays, you just take jobs that are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. But does that guarantee that you will find work Tuesdays, Thursdays? It doesn't guarantee. It, it's just right. like any other part of this business. There's a lot of hustling. You have to stay at it. Uh, you have to follow every job submission because when we post jobs, they come and go. Sometimes we're looking for two people and to find right. two people in all of Hollywood that fit a role. It goes pretty quickly. Got it. So it's all about that persistence. But when I was doing background work, I was working five, six days a week consistently for five right. years. Wow. And what was the show you did then? The, the main one I was working on the time was West Wing. Wow. Which was the ultimate master class. Right. So seeing those actors and reading those scripts, I knew I had no chance of being an actor. <laughs> and why? What What hit you? The... You know, they were, I mean, that all those actors on that show every single person that walked in whether they were a day player or principal cast just incredible okay and and the scripts that were put out on that show were not for the faint of heart no and and very verbose yeah and there are times where they were as mentioned to you earlier where you'd see the actors waiting they wouldn't get the script they wouldn't see the script for the first time until 30 minutes before they shot a scene wow and so to be able to turn that around and do what they did on camera yeah you you have to you really have to have that yeah and you knew it wasn't in you no. does it did it matter because I'm going back a little bit but the fact that you were able to work five six days a week did it matter that you looked like you could anybody work five six days a week absolutely I mean there's something ultimately whatever the writers put on paper we have to find and so there are so many jobs out there and especially in Los Angeles where. This city's at capacity right now with filming. There's, there's, they yeah. can't cram any more into the city. Yeah, we're hiring as young as 15 days old every day of the week. Wow, 
to as long as you're still breathing. So you could be tall, short, yeah. skinny, fat, black, white, Asian. Yeah. Any does Anything. not matter Absolutely. what you look does, like. Yeah, you could not, make a it, living off of being a background actor. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of that stuff where they have the young, hip, and trendy. You see a lot of shows with that on it. Right. But then, conversely, you look at a show that used to be around Mike and Molly. Yeah. Where... They wanted they the average didn't want looking anything like very that. Midwest average. Everybody needed to be overweight yeah. and everybody wow. needed to have character looks. Wow. And they wanted nothing to do with hip and trendy. And it was wow. great. Yeah. So uh, middle-aged guy with glasses, bright blue jacket? Bright blue jacket necessary. Costumes would have an issue with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I knew it. You nailed right, most so of it. I, uh, I said this on my uh, previous episode, but I... I think I said either a couple weeks to a couple months, depending on how many things, uh, how many different types of shows you can get on, is probably the optimal for an actor if you want to study it on the set. Would you agree with that number? Or, yeah, I mean, if you're really trying to study it, just study if, it if your for a main goal while. is to really have that class experience and study how a set works, yes. it might take you three, four months to really get that diverse landscape of projects. Okay. Um, but... At the end of the day, I mean, I know people that, that bounce back and forth between principal acting and background work, and they've been doing it for years. Wow. It's a juggling act because they have to make sure that yeah, they, the audition they don't thing, step timing, on one yeah. of their career's role uh, on their toes. Yeah. But, you what know, do you mean by that? Well, because you don't want to – you they're very careful not to accept a background work for any sort of featured role, something where they're going to be very prominent. Right. Because then if they go in an audition for that show, they're either they've they're going to be seen. honest and turn it down – or they get called out on it later because they've been established even right. though it was non-speaking. Do you know of a lot of situations in which that's happened? Not really. Yeah. I mean, not really. And the other thing is timing of auditions and things like yeah. that. You might say, yeah, I'll work Thursday, Friday, and then you get an audition, you know, Wednesday night for Thursday, and that makes it tougher. So, And there's, quite a, there's quite a is... few people that have chosen to do it for a career. I mean, I, yeah. I've known people that have been doing this for 30, 35, 40 years now. Yeah. It's been their full-time living. So for, now that you say that, how much can, uh, how much do you make? How much do you make on a day contract usually? So there, there's, especially with Los Angeles, there's union actors and there's non-union actors. Okay. All the shows have an obligation to meet a certain threshold of the amount of people they hire per day that are union. Okay. So the union wages, they start as low as around like $170, $170 for an eight-hour guarantee. Okay. And so if you end up with overtime on that, you work one of those normal 12, 14 hour days, that 170 is turning into three to $400 real quick. That is amazing. It's yeah. so much more yeah. than it used to be. And then even, even non-union work, it starts, it's, it's minimum wage, but okay. as we know with California, minimum wage keeps going up every year. Sure. And so it starts around $110. Right. But again, that's the eight hour wage. So right. you're going to keep making that overtime on that throughout the day. Even though it's non-union. Yeah. Okay. Because there's still California labor code. Oh, wow. And then the I best part that. is the food. Yeah, then you get I mean, great food. When you're doing this, you get the best food. Yeah, you you'll get ever really get good to. food. And so put that into the budget. Yeah. Take out 10 to 15, whatever you you're spend on a three lunch. Great you meals get, in a day. Yeah, it is. It's really good. Um, and then you're saying that you could possibly do that six days a week yeah. and if you were doing that all year I would guess during Christmas time there wouldn't be as much opportunity no things but pretty much the, stopped yeah, at the I beginning mean, of December that's really the only hiatus that's yeah, left now it's December it's, through the middle of January but Yeah, as a as a if you're committing your life to being a background actor if that's what you want to do for 30 years do you how much money could somebody do you think realistically make in a year Oh, I mean, it, I know it's a crazy question. Yeah, it's but... a crazy question. I mean, it really just depends. Well, how about a range? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I know there's people out there probably making fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. Wow. And then yeah, they do not get residuals, living. right? You do not get residuals okay. for background, but there's all sorts of bumps and adjustments written right. into the contracts out there. Okay. So it's not just you. Sometimes you're booked with your dog, or sometimes you're booked with your car. And you get paid for each of those items as well. And so similar... that's when a bump and an adjustment exactly. is. Something extra. Yeah, and okay. there's so much additional compensation that gets thrown on there. Okay. Similar question to yours, but what about uh, no benefits either? So no residuals, no. no benefits. No, there's no residuals or anything like that, um, unless you are part of the union and you can meet the thresholds to, to earn uh, right. pension and health in a year. Okay. Which there are plenty of people that do. Wow. Yeah. And you can so do that being backward. a background. Yeah, if you're a paid up union member, you all those earnings go towards your union earnings. And then you get in really one of the best insurance I can vouch. It's, it's phenomenal. Phenomenal insurance. <laughs> My uh, Miss girl, Phenomenal? 
no. <laughs> uh, my girlfriend's in insurance, and she just is flabbergasted how amazing my coverage is for how much I pay. But I have to yeah. m- meet a threshold. Right. I have to. It's not like it's for nothing. It's I have to make a certain amount of money. But luckily, my residuals are in. What a, are you a, a working way. actor or something? Kind of. <laughs> um, I mean, the other aspect of the money too is we see background actors all the time get upgraded to principal roles on set. Right. And so when that happens, suddenly they're not just making their background wage that day. They're now making principal wages those days. So can you talk about what that means for anybody who doesn't know what a principal role yeah. is or, or what getting bumped up means? Yeah. So getting getting upgraded on set is basically being given lines. Okay. So there are a number of scenarios where they may upgrade you and give you lines. It may just be something where they're filming the scene and it, it seems awfully awkward for that bartender to be handing the actor a drink. And there's and no conversation between them. Yeah. So it's not a scripted line, but they realize they need to add it in. So they're going to tell you. They're going to mic you up. They're going to say, say this. And now you get a principal contract. You're making over $1,000 that day. And you're getting residuals. Yeah. And how often would you say something like that happens? Um, I mean, it's still rare when you look at how many people are on set. But it happens every single day. I was, I was letting, letting Sean know about a movie we did yeah. in Louisiana where the director actually, he wanted... He got tired of seeing actors for auditions, and he wanted to use real people. So he started upgrading all of our background to the principal roles. And it was 30-something background that got upgraded in the entire film. Wow. it's amazing. And none of these guys knew what any of that even meant. Yeah. They had no interest they in were, acting. Yeah. They were real blue-collar workers. But it happens every single day. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So with talking about you know getting in the union and stuff like this, can you walk us through what the voucher system is and how that gets you into the Screen Actors Guild. Yeah, so basically the two ways you can become SAG eligible is obviously being given a line and being upgraded on a union project. Okay. That's the quote-unquote easy way. Right, and um, if that happens one time, then it happens you become one SAG time, eligible. you're eligible. Yeah. Um, and then there's also, with background work, your time card each day is called a voucher. Okay. And so you become eligible getting three union vouchers. It's a big catch-22, though. You have to be union to work on a union voucher. Okay. But you can't join the union until you've gotten union vouchers. So how does that work? So is it kind of like the Taft-Hartley thing? Yeah, it's where... just being at the right place at the right time. If, if one of the union background don't show up one day, okay. they're going to upgrade one of the non-union background now from a non-union voucher to a union voucher. And now okay. they've received one. Um, and how often would you say that happens? I mean, that scenario, again, it's rare. Um, there's also shows that are really good. They're really good to the background. They care about the background, treat them really well. And if somebody does a great job, they may just reward them and go over the minimum threshold of what they need to hire and reward somebody with a union voucher, meaning they're rewarding them with higher pay for the day. Right. And that's how they look at it. And, yeah, I mean, Jenna Fisher's book, it took her several jobs to finally get uh, her three vouchers. It took me two and a half years. Two and, two and a half, half years, years of non-union your... work to get three vouchers. Okay. So yeah. is and that you were working average? six times a week at that yeah. time. Yeah. Is that average, not average? No. I mean, we see, you know, it's... It... How long would it take a person, do you think, these days? I know, again, yeah. a range. I mean, half of this industry is luck. Right. There's a lot of hard work that goes into it, but the other yeah. half is definitely luck. Right place, right I've time. I've seen plenty of people, three days, three vouchers just because they happen to be the right place at the right time. Right. So you see, I see so many of these people that get upgraded. It's their first time ever on a set. Right, right. It, that so, is not how it goes. Right. Don't, don't come in with right. that expectation because like you're the, setting yourself up woman, for disappointment. Right. I know a woman who won the lottery, so I should go buy right. tickets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, honestly, I mean, we see we see it happen a lot. I, it'd be hard to put an average on it. Right, but, right. I mean, I think, I think if you're working full time, it's completely feasible that you're going to have those opportunities present themselves. Mm-hmm. Within six months to a year. Okay. If somebody is getting into background work just to get their SAG card, wouldn't it be easier in 2019 to get your SAG card through new media? I, that's what I've always assumed as well. Okay. I, yeah, I've I've spoken with people that that is their only purpose for doing background is to get their SAG card. Okay. And yes, that's a way, and yes, it might happen fast. Right. But, but it, it, it seems like there's so many other avenues. Yeah. I, so, yeah, yeah, but it is it is a way to get it. Listen, you need you need the knowledge of all, all the, the different, ways, yeah. all the ways you well, can do well, it. New media, you're not getting paid, so yeah. this is a way to do that right. while you're making a living, right? Well, and I've always worried and I'm, getting experience. Yeah, and I get weary of the ones that get their sad card too quickly. 
Because yes. I still believe don't join the union until you no. fully understand this industry. Right. And what you are getting into and what it's going to take, the hard work that it's going to take to sustain in the industry. And the and being SAG eligible, that keeps you in that beautiful sweet spot where you can yeah. do non-union. Yeah, you don't have to join work. right away. You don't, but but, the, you have but isn't it true that yeah. the next job yes. you get, you have to join? Yes. Then. As soon as you become if it's, SAG eligible. If it's a eligible, union job, yes. Right, the next union yeah. job you must join. Yeah. Right. Okay, so, so to clarify that for anybody who is just a little confused, if you are SAG, if you become SAG eligible, so in any of the ways that you just discussed, you are now SAG eligible. So the first thing doesn't make you SAG; it makes you SAG eligible. If you don't want to become SAG yet, because either you're still going out for non-union work, or you don't want to pay that, I think now it's four thousand dollars. Yeah, it's a lot in of In order money. to become SAG, then you don't have to. You can wait. I believe it's ten years. That's how long you be, stay SAG eligible right. before you would have to. Pay pay or when you get your next SAG job that's when you would have to decide okay I'm going to join the union right. and then pay those dues yeah. right exactly so nuts and bolts what do I need I'm, I'm, I got into Union Station downtown train station I don't know why I said train station and not LAX mm, I, I, feel very, I feel very old timey <laughs> yeah very non should, yeah I don't know should where I that jump, came should from. I have jumped off the turnip truck where did you come from yeah, San Diego yeah, yeah I don't know I mean maybe Lo, uh, Los Osos mm-hmm. where my sisters live possibly shout, shout out to my out. sister yeah. uh, so you got into town and I want to do extra work how do I get started it, it's very, at least with Central Casting, it's very easy. Okay. I mean, the biggest thing you do, you just go to our website. If you okay. go to centralcasting.com. Okay. You'll follow all the links for how to register. Okay. And you're going to start the process online on the website. You're going to fill out some general information about yourself. Including? Um, name, height, weight, hair color, just the very basic information. Okay. And then from there, once you complete that little bit, which only takes about five minutes of your day. Sure. You're going to schedule an appointment on there to come into our office. Okay. Uh, the reason we have people, come, there's a couple reasons we have people come into our office to complete their registration. One, we want to verify that you are who you say you are. Right, because that's your reputation, yeah. obviously. Well, it's our reputation, and actually, Center Casting is the only extra casting company where we're actually your legal employer. So you're going to fill out an I-9 with us. Oh, you're wow. You're going to fill out a W-4 with us. And you're done with it. Any job you have there on out, you don't need to bring all that identification with you. Okay. And That's it's also, great. we take your picture there. So we That's don't, what I was going to ask. We don't work off of headshots. We take your picture. Now, what is, is it like a passport photo? How do, what is your we, we photo have, we studio have a whole, like? We have a whole photo room set up, and we're not doing a series of shots. It's not a big photo shoot. Okay. But we standardize. We're just doing chest up with everybody, and then we do a full body shot of everybody. When somebody comes in then, so you do this online, and then you come in for you guys, what should they be, now that they're taking their picture, what should they be wearing? How should they be presenting That's themselves? great question. Very good question. Really, they need to understand what roles they're going to be going for. So and if I could stop you for a second, guys, we have talked about that on this podcast on on so many different ways. You must know yourself. You must be honest with yourself. You must have a self-awareness and not delusional. I would be delusional <laughs> if I said I am going out for all of Ryan Gosling's roles. I don't know why they're not casting me because that's not what I'm going to go for. If someone said you could go out for Steve Buscemi's roles, sure, well, that's fine, but... I've said this a lot. Know who you are. Don't have an ego about it. Know what type of person, what type of jobs that you would get. So. I mean, as I said it before, there's a job for everybody, so don't be ashamed of the variety of roles you can play. Okay. If you have a homeless look, embrace it. Right. There's a lot of different things you can do with that look. Right. But obviously, if you have a scraggly beard and long hair, don't come dressed like you're in the military. Right. It's going to just be confusing <laughs> right, to everybody. Right, right. How many outfits should someone bring to their shoot? We're just going to take two pictures of you. We're not going to do a whole photo shoot where you change outfits. So okay. I always say default to dressing more professional than casual. Okay. It's always easier as a casting director when you're looking at pictures and you're looking at a picture for two to three seconds right. and making a judgment call. It's much easier to dress somebody down with your eyes than to dress them up. That's great. So if I see somebody in just a tank top and jeans, I'm going to have a hard time imagining them as a business person. Right. But if I see them in a sport coat or in a suit, I have no problem booking them in any sort of casual role. I know they can dress right. down. Right. What about if you change your look? So um, yeah. if I'm with Central and, I don't know, in a, six months after I went in for the photo, I dye my hair pink. Yeah. So, that, I mean, that, that's a good question, too, because it happens so often. Yeah. Whether it's coloring your hair or guys that every day of the week they have a different facial hair. 
definitely update your looks. We do it twice a week where it's open for people to come into our office during certain hours and they can come in and take new pictures. Okay. If you just lost 50 for pounds. Free? Yeah. Everything with us is free. There's never any charge for anything. Right. So we do not charge the background for a single thing. But do they do they get a piece? Uh, do you get a percentage like an agent? Well, we're no, not of their wages. We're hired by the studios, so any income we get comes is from, from the studio. Studios. Okay, great. But we make nothing from the background. That's good to know too. We we are simply an employer of theirs that hires them for work. Right. Okay. Yeah. What about for any of these people that you said have both go out for principal and background? Do you know? Typically, will their representation try to take a percentage of their background cuts, even though they're not helping them? Contractually, they're not allowed to. Great. So I know, I mean, obviously, any actor's had an experience with a multitude of types of agents and managers sure. out there. But contractually, they are not allowed to take any percentage of earnings from background work. That's great. Um, it's not. They are there to facilitate principal work. When you say contractually, whose contract are you talking about? The well, agents and and the unions. And there's laws in place about what agents can actually charge a percentage for and not. So once I'm in the system, you've taken my pictures. And when you said two pictures, not two yeah. looks, just no, the we're just up we're literally fob. doing a close up and the, and a and full the body, body shot. Okay. Yeah. Once I'm in the system, now what? How does it work? And part of that registration when you are in the office, we're going to give you a training too, because the last thing we want is you to show up and be that deer in the headlights on set. And just not be prepared. Okay. So about 30 minutes of that in-office registration is just kind of a 101 on what to expect and what's going to be expected of you when you go to set. Okay. We want you to be prepared. We don't want to set you up for a failure. And uh, and what kind of bullet points are those? You know, some of it's going over the lingo. Okay. Um, because obviously PA. things happen fast. You're checking in with an AD or a PA. Right. And crew parking versus base camp and costume yeah. department and right. call time and even rap. What rap means. Most people have no clue what that even means. Right. So it just the really bare bones basics. Okay. Um, Picturing the new person. We yeah. rap at seven. They think like, oh, we all yeah. like, get together. I get together and rap a Do some music stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then you do that. <laughs> and then I'm get, I've, so I've got my IDs. I've, I've, I'm set up on your system. I go home and I say, I want to work. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Is what that how I that works? Do? You request the days, or you well, no, no, no? I'm yeah. saying, what do you? So what do basically, you do the next? next step. Once you're registered, you're you're in our database, and there's plenty of people we book straight from our lobby sometimes. But ultimately, okay. we're going to mean you book straight from your lobby. Well, our casting directors will go out to the lobby. We actually have cameras in the photo room where back where our <laughs> casting directors are can see who's getting their photo taken. And there's plenty of times where you see somebody that happens to be the exact person you're looking how for funny. at that moment. They will sprint out there and catch that person before they leave. That's great. So they can go hire them on a job. That's uh, great. But we're going we're gonna to give you all the information, basically, the different ways that we will cast you for something. We're going to, on our website, and you don't even have to be registered, but you can see on our website a scrolling list of all the submissions that we're looking for at that moment. Right. So we're putting out a description of different background roles mm -hmm. and how somebody can submit themselves for that. Okay. Uh, a lot of what a casting director does now, too, is filtering through our entire database they're going to narrow it down by all sorts of criteria all the way down to somebody that has a tattoo on their left arm. Sure. And it's going to show them everybody that fits that. And okay. they may call you out of the blue or they may send you a text out of the blue and just say, hey, are you available to work on this show on this date? Okay. To and speak to credit that, I got a call from Central a couple of days ago, and I haven't <laughs> done background work in years, but they yeah. needed a six-foot-two, dark-haired, glasses-wearing businessman, and I got a call. Yeah. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you don't have to check in with them, keep no. reaching out. You don't have to keep reaching out. I, we, we recommend that if you really are trying to do it a lot, to go through our job submission board that's on our website. Because then you can kind so of you see. So you can be more and, proactive. And so you're not just relying on us reaching out to you. You can submit yourself for stuff. Now, if I did want to work just Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, would you know that? So before you called me, would you we would don't, say? We don't necessarily know that. Okay. But the biggest thing, the biggest advice I tell the background actors is don't be afraid of the word no. One, okay. you're going to get told no a lot. And okay. two, don't be afraid to say, no, I'm not available. Okay. So somebody, it doesn't look bad. If somebody says no to you three times in a row, that doesn't mean you won't no. keep calling them? We'll, we'll keep calling them. We're going to bug them. Right. Cool. We're going to bug them and keep offering them work because we would much rather you be up front and say, no, I'm not available than us to have a surprise on the day and you not show up. So what does happen with that if you are somebody who wants to be a uh, principal actor or you want you want to be an actor, you're working background and you're supposed to work the next day, but you find out you have a massive audition. You know, things happen. That that's where we say if you need to cancel, great. The earlier the better. 
Right. Because again, uh, production is expecting us to have to provide a certain number of people with a certain look all on set at the same time. Okay. Whatever time they're expecting, just like they're expecting to have all of the camera department there and all the grips and electric. Right. There. And so if somebody needs to cancel, that's totally, completely understandable. Just the earlier you can do it, the better. So we have time to replace you with somebody else. What do right. you guys do when somebody doesn't cancel? They just don't show up. We we will make a note of it in their file. Yeah. And how many no-shows and they're out? You know, it depends on the scenario. There's always going to be a conversation that follows it. Right. So if somebody doesn't show up, we want to know why. We're going to have a conversation with you because things happen in life. And sure. And we completely understand that. Okay. And what do you do if there's a no-show? They just call you and you can... You, well, That's where we call have rush times calls. Are, yeah. Right. Call, call times are early yeah. and they have a few hours before you start shooting. So Yeah, so you're you're just, once, once you start doing background work, you're yeah. going to become very familiar with the, word, the, the phrase rush call. Okay. Where we have an entire casting team that works throughout the night. We are, Our offices wow. are staffed 24 hours a day. Wow. And so if a show has a 6 a.m. call time and it's 6.30 and they're down two people, yeah. they're going to call us and tell us to rush yeah. out two more people. Okay. And so we'll call people even same day. So you don't even need to know. So so what I'm hearing you say is the way to make it flexible for my schedule is just refuse on the days I don't want to work. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's Every time. Right. Yeah. 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 That's pretty great. Yeah. Um, and how long – and so if I don't work a lot, and you, I think you already answered this, you – Jeff just got a call, so obviously yeah. <laughs> you don't get kicked off your list. No, I mean, you're basically in our database in, in perpetuity. Okay. Um, we have an active and an inactive database, and that's just based around the employer paperwork that we have to do. Okay. We have to refresh certain employer paperwork any number of years. So right now it takes three to four years before you go into the inactive files. Okay. But Three or that, four years of you not working? or three Since or four you registered. Years since you re- okay. Yeah, since you registered. Okay. So you just have to come in and update your paperwork sometime within that period of time. Okay. But it's always fun because we can go back into our database, and it's always a fun thing with new employees. Show them some of the celebrities that were yeah. once registered in our office so great. as background, and now they're there off they doing are. grand and things. Now cool. I'm uh, So I've done it for my four months. I want to get out. How do I do that? Uh, I want to yeah, stop. Yeah, if if you want us to stop calling you and offering jobs, mm-hmm. if you're producing shows and you don't want us to call you to be a businessman anymore, yeah, you just got to call our office and say, hey, can you remove me from your files? And we'll okay. just put you in the inactive file, which means you don't come up in any searches. That's fantastic. I mean, that is all you need to know. And it's a great, you know, it's great, like we said, it's great for you to immerse yourself on a set. It's a great, I mean, that money's a lot better. I will tell you my story <laughs> now. Now we're at the stories from the set. I got to remember Waterworld. You got to bug me about okay. that next time for next time because I was going to talk about that, but this is even more important because when I did Batman Returns, it was Gotham City and it was Christmas time. So they had a ton of people in heavy coats. It was, it was Tim Burton's. Uh, movie and the whole place was cold. I talked about it before, and you could see your breath. And I was the paper boy, so I had a stack of papers that said, you know, penguin creature wreaks havoc on Gotham, and a picture of Danny DeVito. Uh, and it was the Gotham City Gazette or something. It was the coolest prop ever. And I was standing there, and this PA did not do the correct thing by saying, hey, man, you're in charge of that stuff. Don't let anyone touch him. <laughs> First of all, he's not allowed to say that, and that's not fair for me because yeah. it's not my job. But I was standing there, and a guy came over, and uh, this older gentleman, and he was looking at it. And he goes, yeah, it's really cool. And I said, yeah, it is. And so I turned around. I was talking to somebody else, and I went. And one of the uh, background actors said, hey, that guy just took one of your papers and I said, he did? And he said, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. And I could see him shoving it into his coat. And he sat down on a bench. And I just didn't know what to do. Because, again, it's this just isn't my job or my place. Clearly but it, not trained by Central. Yeah. No. <laughs> Should have done the, the no, work no, before. No lobby interview for that guy. Yeah. Uh, then the PA came over. And I said, hey, I, I guess some guy took me. He said, oh, really? Who? And I said, that guy over there, I go, he's not going to get in trouble, is he? He goes, oh, oh, don't worry, don't worry. So I walked over, and he talked to him, and apparently the guy said, yeah, well, my son collects Batman memorabilia. And he's like, well, can I have it back? And he said, yeah. And he goes, you're fired. <laughs> and the guy was gone. But they, of back then, were only making like $45 a day. And yeah. that was a huge movie all day. But again, maybe adjusted for inflation in the eight-hour thing, but... 
man, I thought, what a dumb move. You, you got to treat it like a job. It is a yeah. job. It's the best job in the world, but it, it is, is a job. The, yeah. Same way with taking pictures on set. Just you cannot do it. Those are your coworkers there. They're yeah. not a celebrity. They're right. your coworkers. Oh, so no selfies or anything, no. right? That is the quickest way to get fired off of our database to get kicked off a set and we see it more and more now where the studios will actually take legal action wow. wow just because of spoilers there's too much that can be given away yeah, a exactly. simple selfie might have in the background a set that is top secret yeah uh, and now uh, a story from Mr. Fantabulous has said, I'm sorry, I have to end the show with this because it's too great. Jeff told me that the two things that you do not do, please, 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 if you are listening on iTunes, go to YouTube, try to look at this. I love this picture. He said, you don't look at the camera or smile. There's yes, Jeff. This is my first day of background oh, ever. No. I was on uh, Scandal. It was my first job. And I will say, I improved a lot after doing background for a couple months, but they somehow the editor let this slip in. If you're listening on on the podcast, I am with two very famous actors from Scandal as a White House aide, staring straight down the barrel of the camera and smiling. And you know what? <laughs> I still got paid, so thank you to Central yeah. Casting. Yeah. We may need to add that to your file. Oh, <laughs> Fair too, enough. Fair enough. So funny. Oh, it's so great. Amazing. You have to check this out. Well, Adam, this was so informative, so helpful, and guys, I highly recommend it. My God, the 170 plus after eight hours and all the benefits, I mean... Even the 120, if you're not you, Yeah, you know, and the fact that you get bumped after eight hours. I mean, that's so great. So, I mean, it's definitely better than it was. I it's, mean, it's a fun job. And, and if I can say also, it's not just Los Angeles. I mean, we have offices yes. in New York, Georgia, and Louisiana. Yes. If you're registered in one, you're able to work with us in any of those locations. Get and your set experience, thing. guy. It's and the amazing. food is Crafty. amazing. Get your set experience. If you want to be an actor, this is the best way to learn what a set is like. We'll do shows about how to behave when you're on a set, but <laughs> this is a great way to see how it runs. So, uh, where can we find you adam what's again your... uh, our website centralcasting.com we have everything you can imagine there you can see our jobs we're posting you can see how to register and where we're located great uh roxy everywhere at roxy stryer uh mr down the barrel with a smile um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Jeffrey C. Graham. And you know what? If you want to watch any scripted shows between 2012 and 2014, you'll probably see me on those shows as well. There you go. <laughs> and I am at that guy SMW on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on Facebook at Sean Whalen Peeps. It's a fun group to join. So, as always, thank you for letting me be part of your journey. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.